Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Hello and welcome to Get Off the Mic. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning for both winning the Stanley Cup and undermining the entire point of the bubble. I'm your host, Mac, and with me today is the once bald, always sarcastic, and never not monotone, Steve, Keith, and Aaron. Steve, are we Gucci today? I'm not going to respond to that. Sunday, October 4th, how are, is the rest of our crew? We are doing just dandy. I mean, we Gucci, ain't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Thanks, Steve, for that one. Uh, we're going to get on into it because we got lots to talk about. But first, the opening question. Keith, would Jesus make it in the modern NBA? <laughs> We've had a spirited debate about this, and I cannot stress enough how he would be played right out of the league. You can't play Cantor, you can't play Jesus. That's my stance. I didn't know what was happening when this conversation was going on. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I, Aaron, before I proceed, does, can Jesus make it in the modern NBA? This guy's 5'5", has never shown any, I would say, ball handling skills. How do we know what Jesus looks like? It's just not, it's just, no. We're going on the conventional belief that he looks the way he does, has long hair, and is 5'5". Well, to me, Jesus is 6'5", long, luscious hair. So yeah, that's great. I can mute Aaron. <laughs> no, to answer, if he's five five, I mean, Nate Robinson made it. Yeah, sure, go with it. Wow, he is Jesus, right? Like, yeah, but I feel like they would like amend the rules so he couldn't do anything miraculous on the court. Like, and where? What wine is he gonna? Is he or what water is he gonna turn the wine out there? He's gonna How turn his opponent's Gatorade into wine. Next question. Wow. <laughs> All right, with with that uh, pointless. Discussion now done. Tampa Bay Lightning are your Stanley Cup champions. Any surprises? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not to surprise that the best team won. I, that's that's a good point. Yeah, Aaron, you said you were surprised. Were you just being? No, uh, no, that's in- exactly why I'm agreeing with Steve. <laughs> I thought you were just trolling. Not gonna lie. I yeah, don't do that often. What? I don't do that often. Pardon? You know, you heard me. Yes, the best team won. I think we can all kind of agree on that. Props to the Dallas Stars for giving them a little bit of a scare, but ultimately they kind of deserved it. What do we do? We have kind of any thoughts on them winning, or is it just yay? Congrats! It Barkley Goudreau's worth a first round pick. <laughs> it's I. So he wasn't worth a first-round pick. He I was think he worth was worth a first-round pick. Like, his trade helped them win the, the Cup. Yes, but that trade also was just, was a first for Barkley Goodrow and a third. So they jumped up two rounds, right? So it wasn't like you gave the first outright. You just dropped 62 positions, which is, which is like, not nothing. And also that first-round pick was 31st, so it's basically a second. Okay, great responses. <laughs> I'm just um, from a larger, like, big picture standpoint, I'm a really big fan of how now that Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, Vasilevsky, Hedman all have their cups, we don't need these sort of pointless arguments about, like, say they retire without a cup. It's like, oh, did they make it to the Hall of Fame? They never have a cup. It's like, now they do. Now it's not an argument. Now we're set there. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Do we think that all of them will be 
Well, okay, let's just start with kind of the big older three. Hedman, Stamkos, and Kucherov. Do we think that they're on their way or already locked for the Hall of Fame? I This might be controversial. I don't know if Stamkos makes it. Yeah, I'm on the same wavelength. I, I'd say I'm more certain that Hedman makes it than Stamkos. He's been injured a lot, and he hasn't played that much the last few years. Yeah, he still does. He plays like, it's like every, he's like, Pecorine, but add a good season. Every two seasons, or he plays two good seasons, and then he just doesn't play a season, because he's hurt. Yeah. That's been the kind of role of his since, like, 2014. Like, he played three minutes, basically, in these playoffs. Yeah, but... But he's still going to get credit with the cup, and he definitely yeah. worked for it still, right? Captain yeah, he had enough stuff. regular season pl- games he played in the finals. Like, that's fine. But, like, he deserves this cup. I just don't think he's going to make it into the Hall of Fame at this, well, at this at this rate. At this rate. Yeah. I think building off of that, too, like, we have to think, like, Stamkos, when he won his gold medal, did, did he really do anything for it? And I, and I was no. an advocate to you guys for this, too, and he didn't really do anything to win his Stanley Cup. He played three minutes. Yes, he worked hard to get back, but he played three minutes. He didn't really earn it. I would argue that he definitely still earned the Stanley Cup. Um, he obviously plays a role like in the team because, like, by the kind of that logic, then why do like trainers get a cup ring, right? Like, he still played a very intrinsic role outside of the rink. So for this cup, uh, I, I do disagree. For the gold medal, it's kind of hard to argue. He's not the captain of the team. He's they don't they don't have these emotional bonds that he can leverage to motivate his teammates. Uh, so that one is def- that one's definitely more an unfortunate gold medal that he won. I agree. I think Hedman's almost certainly a lock. I think Kucherov may have a little bit more to go for the only reason that he's Russian and they don't like not putting Canadians in. So he's got a he's good he's got a higher threshold to to crack that that Hall of Fame debate and yeah Stamkos is an, is an interesting one. He's, I, do you want to book him? A, take a counter stance, all you guys. I think he's getting in if his career continues on the same path. He's over a point per game. He's going to hit a thousand a thousand points. He's going to hit a thousand games. He's as good as a lock. He has his cup out. I don't see a way where he doesn't get in after his career. He might not be first ballot first year, but he's going to be there. You you do make a good point. He does he does he does still put up a lot of points, and I guess his injuries shouldn't affect whether he gets into the Hall of Fame or not. And he has one of two sixty goal seasons since the two thousand year. There is that too. So that's and definitely something. To the injury point, like he's been pretty consistent. Yeah, he had a season back in like twenty sixteen twenty seventeen where he only played. I don't know, a quarter of the season. And then this year he was obviously hurt. But other than those two outliers, I'm pretty sure he's been a fairly strong center or fairly strong presence for the Lightning. It's not like he's been playing half season since his career began. Yeah, I think that's fair. You're right. I, I, I changed my opinion. I think all three of them are basically locks. Keith won. Yeah, I can agree with that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still iffy, but that's me. Speaking of iffy, Aaron, there was a, uh, a Stanley Cup celebration. Now, I don't know if there were any better alternatives because, I mean, our options were Tampa Bay in Florida and Dallas in Texas. Uh, <laughs> that's not great in terms of trying to maintain the standard of social distancing and basically COVID protocol that they had withheld or that they had 
upheld throughout the playoffs. But basically, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning did their boat parade, which was actually fine, right? Like, it was a lot of fun. They, they managed to stay far away. It's more incumbent upon the people going there to try to, you know, social distance and all that. So I think they did okay there. Once they got on land, all hell kind of broke loose with regards to COVID protocols. You had like a line of strangers all sipping out of the Stanley Cup in what is certainly just a cesspool of virus in there. Like, how much does this, at least for the time being, overshadow what Tampa Bay did by just so ruthlessly going against everything that the NHL worked for? And not only that, but calling out or giving a congratulations or thanks to or whatever to the Florida governor for opening bars. Yeah, like you just said, they just lifted every single protocol preventing COVID-19 spread right before this parade happened, which just makes absolutely no sense from a scientific or medical perspective. And then the team made no extra effort to even impose their own guidelines. And we're going to have to wait until we see what kind of spread happened at this event but like you you nailed it it's just gonna be a a side note that people look back on this celebration and think wow how many people got infected how many people were seriously sick or how many people died like yeah they they administered tests but you can have false negatives with that so like one person gets in with a false negative how many other people are getting infected I mean, depends on if that person sipped from the Stanley Cup and then the other thousand people that did uh, followed after, right? Yep, that could be one of the bigger super spreader events. Yeah, it's it's kind of a shame because the season, like, it's, it was so well done. Uh, there were definitely issues with the bubble, especially personal ones. But, you know, all in all, they actually somehow pulled it off. They handed out a Stanley Cup in a very safe manner throughout a pandemic and then they were the only league to not have any positive cases in the bubble and the nba yeah the, the, NBA, NBA, had didn't. Two, the nba had two early on oh, oh i yeah. didn't know that well like it's an incredible accomplishment that unfortunately i think is undermined by the tampa bay lightning hosting a super spreader event but i suppose that it's to each their own um hopefully there isn't too no. much of a biological repercussion from that I mean, didn't Tampa actually keep their distance but they because they were on, like, jet skis and boats to themselves? No, no, no. When they were actually had people sipping from the cup, it was, like, Stamkos and somebody else that were, that were holding Kalorn. the cup. Yeah, Stamkos and Kalorn, they were holding the cup. And, letting, and they were, like, the picture is just them surrounded by a massive group of people with nobody social distancing. Yeah, no, Aaron, what you're kind of referring to is, like, the first half of the parade where mm-hmm. they were on the boats, and that was, like, the boat parade. After a little while, um, they came in and onto land and that's when kind of COVID protocols broke down gotcha yeah so yeah that's not too great but we'll (laughs) we'll leave that uh we'll leave that for now hopefully nothing terrible comes of it but if it does i'm sure you'll hear it yesterday goalies started to make moves gentlemen no one from our favorite teams but that's okay Leonard signed the oft-rumored contract that he had negotiated with the Vegas Golden Knights. That's for five years at $5 million. $25 million in total. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. Maybe most intriguingly, Tristan Jari signed his three-year $3.5 million contract with the Penguins. Um, we'll get into why that's an extra intriguing in a second. But then Brian Elliott. I mean, good for you. One-year deal with the Flyers, that's that's very nice. Aaron, why is Tristan Jari signing 
the most intriguing of all these? Because it means Matt Murray's being traded. Wow. Yeah, you don't pay $3.5 million for a backup. Unless you're Montreal. Or, <laughs> or, or Vegas. I mean, a lot but of teams pay it, million for a backup. I guess $7 million technically is not 3.5. Yeah. Technically. Yeah, in technical terms. Yeah, so Murray is probably out the door. Like, I could see them still keeping him for this year, but with the expansion draft coming next offseason, whenever that may be, they're getting rid of him. So, Aaron, like, what's the kind of, what do you, where do you think he goes? How do you think Jim Rutherford probably fumbles this situation as well? <laughs> bias, bias or non-bias? Non-bias. Oh, they're, they're both, they're both the same answer. It's Edmonton. It has to be. Because, like, even, I'm not preaching Edmonton, but it's been rumored for a while now that they've been talking to him. I think we all said Dubnik, or we've heard Dubnik going to San Jose at some point. Um, yep. Like, there's goal, there, and the, the biggest thing this offseason is the amount of goalies on the market. It's not unknown. So, I would say Edmonton, that would work out for them. I think Matt Murray signed another, what, two years at a reasonable three. Matt Murray's not signed. He's an RFA. This year? Yep. Yeah, I'm still going, I don't know, man. Detroit, maybe? Detroit just lost Jimmy Howard. That's an option. They get yeah, to pay losing him. Jimmy Howard is a good thing. Yeah, but I'm saying they don't have a starter, is what I'm saying. How, How dare you dare spit you? in Jonathan Bernier's face? <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> I will stand by that point. I do, think, I do think Edmonton could be a landing spot for Murray. The, the only thing I is, though, like, why would, why would you trade for a goalie right now? In, on, by next Friday, there's going to be, you know, a glut of pretty good goalies hitting the open market that you'll just have to give money to. It's just because he's younger. He can last with the core a bit longer. That's, that's really it. Like, most free agent goalies are 28 to 30 or more or older in age. So with Murray, you're getting a couple more years. Maybe because he hasn't had a great year the last couple, or he didn't have a great year last year, you can save some money. Versus free agency, you always overpay. That, that would be my thinking, but I, I'm usually wrong, so. No, and it's fair thinking, but like in the same sense, that, work, that does work for just UFAs as a whole. Most of them are usually at the earliest 27 years old, so you're not really getting a young stud there, but I don't know. Keith, Murray, where? This, again, is going to be a little bit biased, but I think Ottawa trades number 28 for him. Pick 28, that is. They have I pick think- 28? Yeah, that's the Islanders pick for Pacho. I think there's been a lot of buzz that the Sens are trying to pick there, either either trading up in the draft or trading it for a more established player. And their goaltending situation is a bit iffy. So I could see Dorian swinging for the fences and trying to lock down their hopeful starting goalie for the next foreseeable future. I could see that. I could. I just... I don't know if like Ottawa's ready to like move into that win now ish kind of stage. I would actually almost well, we'll talk about this a little later, but I think getting Askarov, however you may do it, um, <laughs> would be pretty pretty great for Ottawa. I think he would grow with the core at kind of like the level that they would need him to. But Steve, do you want to finish off these Homer picks with where you think Murray's gonna go? I actually don't know. Like he's obviously not staying in Pittsburgh, but there's so you many. Just say the Leafs so yeah, that we sure. can get that out of the way, and then you can actually say what you think. He's going to the Leafs. Oh my God! Everyone is such big fans of themselves. All right, Steve, where do you um, think he's actually going? I, I think Ottawa is actually a pretty good landing spot for him. Um, first of all, I I don't want him on the Leafs. 
no offense to him. I think he's a good goalie. I just, uh, I don't think he's, I think, I don't think he'd last under the <laughs> Leafs media pressure, given how much he's already criticized by fans and everybody in Pittsburgh. I don't think it would be a good fit, but I think he could do well in, in Ottawa. I think, I think he is what they need in the goaltending and I don't think he's too old for it. I think, yeah, he'll be a bit older than the core, but I think he'll be fine. Let me let me throw this destination at you. I don't know if it would work, but give me your thoughts. Nashville. So, Rene's getting older. He's already lost the net to UC Saros. UC Saros did not have a very good year. They're familiar with Murray because they lost to him the very first time. <laughs> uh, they're prone to making big, big-time trades. I think Nashville could be a fit. Am I walking out of left field? Here or is does there some logic to potentially him uh, being a predator in the future, Aaron? I don't think right now, just because he signed. They have Rene and Saro signed next year. If I'm mistaken, I in think, my hypothetical kind of trade, I did have Saros going back the other way uh, and Rene serving as the one B. But you are right; they're both they are both signed. Rene signed for one more year. I think Saros has three. So. I, don't, I, think Saros, I thought they were both up in 2021. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They just gave Yossi a huge extension. They just, I think Ellis's contract kicked in this year, his extension. I don't think they have the dollars to do it. I, even if they do, like they're going to have to re-sign a couple guys. I think Granlin's a UFA if they want to re-sign him. I think Craig Smith, he's older, but like still like a huge part of their team. And then they have to fill out their depth. So like, they have, if they keep Rene and then they bring in the, the dollars for Murray, I just don't see how that works. Because Murray's not going to just sign for $2 million per year and then take the money when Rene leaves. Like, it's not realistic. But I like the fit. I just don't think the dollars allow it. Listen, I, I get it. You, you don't want to be friends with me. That's okay. We've all made this very clear, yeah. <laughs> Keith, where do you think is an outside shot at, at Murray? A weird place. A weird place. Only mm. bold picks here. If I'm going to do something bold, I think Calgary. Oh. I think they're still a little uncertain in that. I think they could try to completely start from scratch and start with Murray. Aaron, rebuttal? That's tough. I could honestly see the Vancouver Canucks. I could. That is an outside pick. Okay. Yeah. Well, insert the shocked meme voice, people. <gasps> because they, they're losing Markstrom. Right, and then they just have Demko Di Pietro. They could trade Di Pietro. They have some other depth prospects that Pittsburgh lacks. I don't know. I think that could work. Definitely a bold pick. I don't know. The thing with Vancouver, I always feel like, is they're just ever since the Longo Schneider, they're just going out of their way to avoid goalie controversies, which is why I think Markstrom's going to walk this year again. So I don't know. It'd definitely be interesting. There could be a fit there. But speaking of Vancouver, before we kind of get on to uh, our last say or our last topic, it should be also be our longest. Oliver Ekman Larson. Cool. I, I, I won't say anything about him. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Go on, go on. Steve, where do you think Murray should go? Oh, thank you. Um, I actually have another controversial pick too: the New York Rangers. <laughs> I think you just lose Steve. Did you just mute Steve? I didn't mute Steve. Steve? Hi, I'm Steve. Hello? <laughs> Hi, Hello? Steve. Hello? Hi, Steve. I've I've been speaking. Yeah, I know. We heard you and then you randomly stopped. 
Oh, no, yeah. I, I think that he could go to the New York uh, Rangers. I think Georgiev's not... Uh, he's, he's already been rumored to be gone. I don't think Shesterkin, I think is his name, is ready to take over yet. Longfist, is do they already bought out? Like, I think I think it's a realistic option. I like it. Well, that reminds me. We should pour one out for, for Hank. The best we goalie of the generation. After so, many, so long in the... Yeah, the king. Making a mediocre team one of the better ones in the league, single-handedly. Good job. All right, Steve, am I good to move on here now? Yes. Yes, you are. Thanks for the pause. All right, so <laughs> Oliver ekman Larson. He is rumored to be on the you, trading can block. Can you not hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear everyone. Okay. Glad we got this established 23 I don't know. Just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is useful. Oliver ekman Larson. Apparently, he's on the block. New GM in Arizona. What's his name? Something Armstrong. Is Bill? Bill Armstrong? Bill Armstrong. Yes, it is. He said he doesn't want to trade them or trade OEL and that he wouldn't put the rumors out. But he basically implied that Ulrich and Larson and his camp are putting out the trade rumors. So that's pretty interesting. But uh, OEL has apparently told them that he's willing to accept a trade to two places because he does have a full no movement. Uh, That is to Boston and to Vancouver. Aaron, Vancouver, does it work out? Well, first of all, he must really like watching the 2011 Stanley Cup final. That must have been very fun for him. Second, do I think it works out? Uh, if Arizona is willing to eat some cap, for sure it could work out. I think the biggest thing is we all know Vancouver has some, I don't want to take the choice words here, but some really awful contracts and awful is an understatement. So if they're if they're able to move two two or three of those out, I don't think Arizona would take three, but somehow two of them, they could definitely make that work. Well, the thing is, is like Arizona almost could didn't pay their bonuses this year. Like I don't know if they're in position to even take those bad contracts, but you do make like all the right points. Uh, they could make it work if that is the case. Steve, are you trembling in your boots if it goes to, if he goes to Boston? You know, I don't, I don't understand Oliver Ekman Larson because I thought he was good, and then I've been hearing that he's not good anymore. <laughs> so I'm gonna say no. I'm not trembling in my boots. <laughs> yeah, I find it like I still think he's pretty good. The thing I think is that he maybe just be a wee bit overpaid and uh, overpaid for a long time. So is then seven or eight? It's eight two five. And the thing is, is with Boston specifically, you're letting a similar player in Tory Krug walk, but you're going to give up assets to pick up a player who's probably going to cost you more against the cap. He's also older. I don't know how they sell that to their fans. Do you have any idea? What if they traded Tory Krug and it was a part of the trade? I mean, that could work, but then I don't think I don't think Arizona would sign Krug, right? They, they don't really have money. Does Krug want to stay or? I don't think so. I think it's been rumored for a while he wants to leave. Or like he's yeah. just gone anyway. I think it was A, the money, but B, he playing behind McAvoy and Chara. Like he could be a number one option somewhere else where he isn't there. But I could yeah, be wrong. I mean, yeah, he has been rumored to go to Detroit. I still don't see the fit there though. Like He's just a Michigan boy. Going no, but he's 29. Trevor Daly was 35 when he signed. Yeah, I know, but that's more like the end of career, secure your bag, whatever you got to do. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting, but the uh, the trade market should certainly develop over the next couple of days as we lead into 
The draft. Hey, that's what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Good segment. All right. I teed it up. We're back. Let's do draft talk. Probably the most important thing that we're going to talk about and most unorthodox as well, because this is like, what, a week after the Stanley Cup was handed out? So how do we want to do this, guys? We just want to kind of give our kind of top 10 projections and then talk a little bit more about some individual teams and players. Works with me. Yeah, Alrighty. sure. Okay. Do we have any dissenters from who's going number one? We shouldn't. It's definitely Yaroslav Askarov. Steve's obviously like pulled up like a blog where they're just trying to t- do hot takes to get clicks. Yes. I think Hendrix Lapierre is going to go first overall. No. Uh, yeah. I think we're all kind of on the same definitely page. Lafreniere. Carson- La- Okay, we're muting you, Steve. She lost yeah, Steve's the worst. <laughs> How did Steve get muted before Aaron? This is wild. Yeah, Lafreniere is going first overall. Not much to discuss here, but what I will discuss, guys, could there be a package? Lafreniere for Eichel. No. Yeah. I've been on this train. Sorry, I cut you off. Keith, go ahead. No, you go first. I was going to say, I've been on this train since God knows how many weeks, months ago, about Eichel going to New York. Go back to whatever podcast I said that first on, but... If I'm if I'm New York, I'm not trading Lafreniere for Eichel. If I can make a package where it's like Mika, the uh, the second first round pick, another bunch of prospects, or one of the right hand defense that we have that we can't sign, or a goalie or something, then 100 percent I'm making a huge package. But I'm not trading Lafreniere for Eichel. No chance. Okay, cool. Does anyone disagree with Aaron? No. Yeah, I was actually going to say if I'm Buffalo, I don't do that trade. As much as oh. everybody likes Lafreniere, everyone likes Neil Yakupov too. He's still unproven wow. in the NHL. Wow! No, I'm I'm with I'm with Keith on that. Actually, like I don't think like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't That's make sense to, like, to trade a known quantity for an unknown quantity in Lafreniere. Exactly, and that's why I said Mika would make more sense. Mika's been proven in the last couple of years. Buffalo's going to have money in a couple of years to pay him what he, he might want, which New York won't, so it makes sense for both teams. It's another first-line center that it's an alternative for both teams because Michael's had success in Buffalo, and Mika's had success in New York, but neither have made it deep in the playoffs. Maybe it's just a change of scenery. Well, Buffalo hasn't made it to the playoffs. Exactly. And a new one-two combo of Mika and Eric Saul. I don't think they can even afford him. Because what, he's 12 million? 11 million? 10. 10 million? So he's mm-hmm. 10, 10 million. They have 23, so they have a lot. But they have a lot of people that they have to resign this year and next year, including... I actually don't know who any of those people are. But, but um, <laughs> this year you have D'Angelo, Jesper Fass, Brendan Lemieux, Michael Haley, Greg McKegg, Brian Strom, Philip DiGiuseppe, with, like, not big names, but it adds up. You have Georgiev... Georgia. It's not delivery. It's the Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> you have like, a lot of people saying, that are coming, dude. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think but you trade. I don't think you do it. But that's what I'm saying, though, Steve. Like, if they took like a Ryan Strom contract, like let's say they resign him and then they trade him, they take the rights to D'Angelo, who they won't be able to keep, and then they trade somebody else. So it's like all these guys that they can't keep for ten million dollars. They totally can. They have like twenty three million dollars in cap space. But then they're gonna screw themselves over for a couple for next year because they have title to resign. I know, but these guys aren't gonna like command big dollars. I don't think it's I don't I don't think they're screwed on the cap front. Okay, okay, next year, at the end of next year, do you know how many people they have signed on forward? Four. Yeah, this yeah, that doesn't matter. They have two two on much money and money coming off from their buyout people. I think I think they're fine. But this is not the conversation that we're supposed to have. So Keith. 
who do you want to go second overall? Well, who I want and who I think are going second overall are different answers. I think it's going to be Byfield, but I'd rather the Kings take Stutzla as a Sam fan with my extreme bias there. <laughs> Steve, do you know? Do you know who goes second? It's going to be Byfield, and uh, most importantly, Aaron, you predicted that the Rangers would win the lottery. So, who is going second? Again, I'm like Keith. It's like I want to see something, but I feel like Byfield's going to. I think so as well, and I think that is the right pick. Stutzla is, is going to be nuts for sure, and he's probably going to be in the NHL first. I can see Byfield going back to uh, the CHL or wherever he can play. I don't know if the CHL will have a season, but that yeah, he he's got more upside, and I don't know why the Kings would pass on him. People are saying it's because Stutzla is more NHL ready, but they're not like in a rush. He would line up with all the rest of their top prospects. So, yeah, I do think Byfield goes second. Keith at third. The Ottawa Senators select. Tim Stutzla. And while he isn't Byfield, who I think is going to project to be the better NHL player, this is one hell of a consolation prize. Like, he is going to be Ottawa's first line, either center or wing, wherever he ends up playing for years to come. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, while Byfield is preferable, they're... You're not like, it's not like you're taking a, a scrub here. Stutzla is pretty incredible. I don't think we have any dissenters. The top three are pretty set. So if, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace if you don't want Stutzla third. All righty. Aaron, the draft really starts now. Detroit at four. There's plenty of rumors. There's, I actually, I was, uh, I was on NHL.com looking at their first round projections and they all actually agreed that Rossi was going to go here which I hadn't seen before, although I do think Rossi is the next best player available. They all, yeah, they all said that Rossi would go to Detroit. Do you, do you, like, is that realistic? What do you think is going to go here? Because I've heard a lot of Perfetti talk. To, so to that's what my, the one that I'm looking at says. <laughs> See, we See. want you to be creative here. We don't want you to look yeah, at somebody else. Here. <laughs> all right. I just want to put this out here. Out of the four of us on this call right now, I know almost nothing about this draft. I am the common person, the person that looks and sees what other people say. <laughs> I love you, Steve. <laughs> All right, Aaron. For this, I don't know. Like Something I saw the other day that really made me think was Detroit passed up on Quinn Hughes, who they were high on, the Michigan boy, back in, what was it, 2018? Yep. So do they want to relive that and pass up on Drysdale? They took more insider last year. Or was that two years ago? I don't know. I'm lost. Anyway, they took more insider. Kind of a reach, but everybody sees Drysdale as the top pairing, right-hand shot. He's the easy choice. However, there is also the... I'm on the Perfetti train, though. They really have nobody besides Larkin up the middle, right? Like He's a winger, isn't he? Larkin? No, yeah, he's, no, he's a center. center. But Perfetti, Perfetti can really help him up the middle. Right, okay. Perfetti. He's listed no, as Perfetti's a winger. Also a center. Oh, he's no, listed Perfetti. as a winger on mine. No, he's a center. All right, so you think Perfetti? I think um, Perfetti goes Steve, here. Steve's sources also think Perfetti keeps. Are you uh, rounding up this Perfetti talk? Yeah, everything I've heard says Perfetti, and everything I've also read about this draft puts Perfetti in the likes of, like, Kane or Panarin. So I think Detroit doesn't pass up on a talent like that. Yeah, I think you're right. I also agree. I think Perfetti's going to go here. But I will say, and maybe this is teeing up our fifth pick here, I th- I do think Rossi's going to would turn out the best of the players still available, including which includes uh, Perfetti. I think Rossi's great. And I think Rossi's so great that I think they take two centers here. 
and Ottawa pulls Perfetti out of the or sorry Perfetti Rossi out of the pack takes the Ottawa 67s boy Keith I'm gonna save you for last just because I want you to be annoyed by who we all pick Steve, what does what does your web what does the website you're looking at say? I'm actually going to stray from the website on this one because I do know <gasps> a little bit about it. I'm going to take Jamie Drysdale. It says Lucas Raymond here, but I'm going to take Drysdale. I think having um, Drysdale as your number two, number one defenseman alongside Shabbat, I think that makes their defense solid. And then you have the guy they acquired from Vegas as number three, Brandstrom. Brandstrom. Your defense core is solid for the for the next decade. All right, Aaron, hit us with it. So I'm proud of you for going off course, Steve. By the way, thank you. <laughs> so you all know where I've been at again this entire time. It's been I wanted Byfield, Stutzel, and then Drysdale going at five, but I I don't think that happens as much as I wanted to. I don't think it happens. I think they I think they go Lucas Raymond. Honestly, this Lucas is Raymond. He's like a he's a, he's like a perfect mix between Kane Panarin. I think he even called himself like the perfect mix between Kane and Panarin, or sorry Marner and Panarin. So like, imagine getting in a draft, you get Stutzla. This this he's not huge, but like for the East, he's like a big size guy, like just just under six at one ninety, can score, creative off the puck, power play guy. And then you get like another Mitch Marner esque player, like Ottawa's not doing bad on their defense right now they got some good young prospects but i think what they really need help with is up front is their goal scoring and creativity especially with now bobby ryan being off the team because he was such a huge help there yes that was sarcasm just for everybody to know i wasn't uh, sure was yeah that was not straight, straight, straight sarcasm straight sarcasm but yeah that gives them two potential top six forwards moving forward which ottawa doesn't really have too many depth pieces up front which i think they need all right Keith, you've been teed up. You've had three different picks here. Which one is the correct one? Well, we can dive into the different ways this can go to Ottawa in a little bit. But assuming that they get Stitzla at three and then Perfetti goes four, I think they take another center here in Rossi. I love you. Like like you said, Mac, he is probably the fourth best player in this draft. He plays well above his size at 5'9". He's great defensively. He was outstanding offensively this past year. I don't think Ottawa lets Rossi slip past them. Wow. Keith confirms I am the smartest. <laughs> I do think that they're, everyone kind of made good picks. Um, what I've been seeing a lot, though, is uh, Raymond. Raymond going there. Um, yeah. That would be a pretty nuts top line if you got Stutzla, Raymond, and uh, Kachuk. And you know what, Steve? I want to I want to talk about your point for a bit. This okay. is not a draft with a lot of top end demon. Do you stretch on a demon to actually get a quality defensive prospect when there are better players available, Aaron? No. So I'm going to compare sports here. I mean, we talked about Jesus in the NBA. I think we've set the precedent. That's exactly where I'm going, though. It's like if you look at basketball, it doesn't matter about team needs. It's about the best player available. NHL is more the opposite team needs, right? Like we met, I mentioned this earlier, like what Detroit did, they missed on Quinn Hughes on one year. Then they went out and they took a defenseman because they thought they needed it, where he was ranked in the mid teens to maybe early twenties at six. So it really all depends on what the team really needs is one. So I would say in this case, does Detroit need, or sorry, does Ottawa need defense? Yeah, but they need kind forwards of. more. 
Really? Because I think it's the other way around. I could be wrong. Like Keith is obviously the expert here, but I think they got a good group of prospect forwards. They aren't as high end. Like they don't have any bona fide kind of top tier guys coming. I suppose kind of like beyond Brady. I don't know even know if he really counts as a prospect anymore, though. I mean, they have but, Josh Norris, Logan Brown, Foreman, and Batherson. That's off the top of my head, and that's just I know. And they're, yeah, I know, and they're like they're all really good. They're mm-hmm. just not like quite near the top. So, but that that gets addressed easily, like with the number one pick or the sorry, then, the number three pick. And then, but but if I don't we think know. of goalies. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But then they also have like Lassie Thompson, who's like supposed to be disgusting. Brandstrom, who we mentioned before, and there's one more who I'm missing. Bernard Docker. Bernard Docker. Thank you. Like, right, let's say those all establish, and that's three of your top. What could be five? And you already have Shabbat in there for the future. And you already have Zaitsev signed for the next 10 years. <laughs> so, like, really, what if, if they took Drysdale, it's always good to have a plethora of, but, like, I can't say that I'm confident in the forwards that I mentioned that they can round out the top six, maybe the top nine, maybe, and that's four of nine. So why not be able to go out and get guys you can control for the next, let's say, seven years that can help round out that top six? You know what? Let's bridge this discussion to something I wanted to talk about anyway. Sure. Keith... We didn't mention the goalie situation, but it has been rumored that Eugene Melnick would like or consider taking uh, the top goalie prospect available, Yaroslav Askarov, at five. Now, he is projected to go lower, but there are kind of discussions that New Jersey at seven may take a really long look at him, that Buffalo could take a look, Nashville at 11. So he may not even... Like, even if they trade down a bit, he may not be available. But, but I think mine and Aaron's discussion flushed out the fact that Ottawa's got a great prospect system. They could obviously use a little boosting here and there, but they don't have many goalies. What would you think about A, taking Askarov at five? Or B, running the risk and trading down to like, I don't know, let's say nine or ten to take him there? Personally, in this draft, I don't think you can justify taking Askarov at five. There are just so many other needs for the Sens, especially at forward and defense, where you can't look at all the prospects available, whether you want to go Drysdale or Sanderson, or you want to take any of Perfetti, Rossi, Raymond, maybe even Jack Quinn, if they think he's that good. I don't think you can look at that five spot and say, yeah, we are taking a goalie. Goalies in the draft are always so unpredictable, especially in the first round. Like, yeah, you may end up with a Carey Price or a Vasilevsky, and obviously that's the best-case scenario. But what if you end up with Jonathan Bernier? (laughs) Or Jack Campbell. Or Jack Campbell. You can't risk a top-five pick on a goalie who's going to be a backup for another team within six years. So I think if they really want Askarov, you either trade down from five or somehow trade up from 28. It would probably be a pretty expensive package to get top 15 from 28. But you would either give yourself three top 15 picks or, I don't know, maybe if you want to trade down from five as well. But just the plethora of elite forwards and defensemen who project to be contributing NHL players from this draft, I don't think you can take a goalie at the five spot. So I'd like to ask Keith a question. I will accept it. Do you think that Ottawa could go out and just overpay on a stupid amount of people in the offseason? Like, if, let's say, instead of drafting Askarov at 10 or whatever, because he's so high up, let's say they want Markstrom, and they're just like, all right, we have a stupid amount of cap. Do we just pay him a ridiculous amount, or would you rather see that trade down or up? Because they have the assets. Like, what, they have four second-round second picks, three second-round picks next year, 
but they also have a stupid amount of cap. It's like, what, 40 million? I will interject that when Keith, you're answering this, just suspend kind of the disbelief with regards to your owner and yeah, just address the cap. Suspension. Yeah, just address the cap. Yeah. Personally, I think it makes more sense to draft Askarov because goalies take time to develop. And I'm not sure his contract situation, but I don't even think he could be in the NHL next year if the Sens wanted him to be. So I think it makes more sense with the state of the rest of the team to draft a goalie who will be coming into the future rather than a goalie like Markstrom, who is ready to win now. Like he's going to help your team be better immediately. And for the Sens, that's just not enough to put them anywhere near contention. So then I'd also like to just throw this stat out. Right now, they have $40 million in cap space. Or for, what is it? For? So let's just go 40 I looked this up on cap friendly while you guys were talking about this. Between the legendary Dion Phaneuf, the newly bought out Bobby Ryan, and the long-term injured reserve, which they're still paying, Marion Gabrick, they're spending almost $10 million on those three players. So let's say they go out and they get that Markstrom and they pay him, like, let's say, a stupid amount of $10 million, hypothetically, ignoring your owner, that's one year later that you're getting that cap back. Uh, would it be a year? Because I'm pretty sure those, like, yeah. Bobby Ryan buyout would hold over for a well, little bit. Gabrick's up next year, UFA. Dion but he's not from, against the cap anyway. Isn't he? Yeah, when, he's when, you're spending, when you're spending in free agency, it is until you put it on the I LTIR. Know. The Senators yeah, have know, but $43 million in cap space right now. Wow. They also have three forward signs. Yep. So I just thought I'd ask that. Wait, sorry. Can you question? <laughs> the question was, do you think with that overpayment and these guys coming up with the extra cap next year, so let's say they have 43 this year and they spend $10 million on a goalie. They go and they get Holtby or Markstrom or whoever is a top free agent. Do you think that would be better because they have the extra cap coming up next year that they could just reuse that cap and reallocate it when it comes up instead well, of just waiting? Right. Assuming that any of those guys would even want to come play in Ottawa, like they're already established, they're not looking to be part of a rebuild, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it wouldn't be a bad move if you don't end up getting Askarov to get an established goalie, but it just sort of increases the rate of your rebuilding net faster than the rate of your rebuild on defensive forward, and that's just going to end up frustrating that goalie whose stats are going to fall, whose market value is going to decrease, right? So it does make sense to overpay a goalie, but I don't think it makes sense to bring an established goalie into the team right now. Gotcha. And, and to follow up on what Keith said, I would, for Ottawa, I would worry about specifically, you know, the goalie being more developed than the rest of the core. Because you look at a team like Montreal, who was trying to bottom out, but they had, you know, an incredible goalie. That really stunted their rebuild or their retool because they weren't, they couldn't be as bad as they could be to regain you know, higher assets. And for Ottawa, I think right now, you don't mind sucking and paying no one uh, in exchange for getting these incredible assets that are going to be, you know, integral to your future success. So I worry about Markstrom almost being too good and kind of maybe costing them a couple points in the standings, which, you know, that could cost them a, a couple spots in the draft. Exactly. Like, assuming Markstrom or whoever else wins them a handful of games by standing on his head next year, that could take your pick from a top five to maybe top 10, top 15. And then you're not just, you're just not getting as good of a player. And then your rebuild is getting even slower. That's true. It's all very interesting. Um, and I love that we had this long talk here at five. I suppose we, we should keep, we should round out our, our top 10 before we head over to the trivia. So guys, 
I forget who's six. Is it Anaheim? Anaheim yes. Yeah. All right. Keith Anaheim, six. So Jamie right now, Drysdale. okay, never mind. Yep, Jamie Drysdale could go there. Aaron? I'm, I'm on Jake Sanderson at six. He just fits the West Jake? better. Whoa. I feel so, like it's just going to be the more insider of this year, just a reach. So you still have Drysdale and Rossi on the board, eh? Yeah. Wow. Aaron, or sorry, Steve? Marco Rossi. All right. I have uh, I have Raymond going here. I don't think he would drop further than that. All right, New Jersey seven. Aaron is going here. He's still Rossi. Wow, Drysdale's dropping Rossi to New Jersey. Man, they would have quite the young centers. Yeah, I think. Well, it's also the fact of Heisher uh, and him are like pretty good friends. They train together in the off season. I just think that's going to play a huge part because even though we don't see it, athletes definitely have a say in where they go. So. I think Rossi going to New Jersey and teaming up with Heischer, I think that's a place where he could step into right away and play in the NHL, where some of the other teams above may not want him there and may send him back to junior. I don't know. That's my opinion. Oh, no, it's fair. It's totally fair. Uh, Here at New Jersey, I think they take Holtz. He's very good. He goes here. Keith? I have Lucas Raymond going here. I can't see him dropping out of the top seven. Fair. I am the same. Lucas Raymond. (laughs) Steve, do you mean you are the same, or your your website's the same? Uh, my website had him going to Ottawa. Oh, oh my god, I'm so proud of you. All right, now we kind of get into the depths of it. Eight, Buffalo. I do, so I'll start. I don't think Sanderson goes in the top ten. I don't think he's got the upside for it. Uh, so I, 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 le- I lean between kind of Lundell, who's a bit of a risk from everything I've read. Jack, Jack. Quinn is an option here. Ultimately, I do think they go with Askarov, though. He does crack mm-hmm. the top 10. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, am I totally off base? Who do you have? So I have Drysdale going to Buffalo. I just I still had him. Yeah, I still have him at eight. I just think, I don't know. I feel like they have good defense in Buffalo right now on the right side. They're very, like, what is it, Risto and uh, the, the guy, who did they trade for last year? Colin Miller, one of the Millers. But I think Drysdale goes to Buffalo at eight. But I also want to make this bold statement here. I also think Buffalo trades this pick in the draft. Whoa, for what? I don't know. Just trades down, just trades it for another player. They just they're gonna trade the pick. Okay. Okay. Steve, who's going Buffalo? I'm going Holtz. He's got that great honor. Holtz. I like you. That's Thank a, you. That's a, that's a great answer. Thank you. And Keith? I actually disagree with you, Mac, on your uh Sanderson take. I think everyone's been comparing him to Miro Heiskinen. I think Buffalo buys into the hype and adds him to their defensive depth with Dallin. Well, that's just mean. I'm just trying to do what I can. <laughs> All right, fine. Good enough. Nine, I think we got Minnesota here. We sure do. All right, Keith, you, you said stuff, so I'm going to throw it to you first. Who does Minnesota take? I think Minnesota reaches a tiny bit and goes with Jack Quinn here. I think they're looking for someone who puts fans in seats who has the potential to be an elite goal scorer in the NHL. Um, I'll step in right here and say I agree with you. Um, I think they think he will make a great compliment to Kaprasov as well. And everything you said. So yeah, Jack went to nine at uh, Minnesota. Aaron? So I still have Holtz available on my list, but I'm still going to go somebody else. I'm going to go Anton Lundell. I think without Miko Koivu coming back, like it's been, he's been heavily rumored to go to Minnesota for a long time. And I think I'm just replacing one fin with the next would be the, the, the pick for them because they don't need to rush it and he can stay healthy and not injured. I'm, I'm going to go with Anton Lundell for those exact same reasons. 
Did you just uh, copy and paste my answers? Did you like cite them at least? Uh, no, I changed up like two or three words. Okay. Nice, nice. All right, and let's round out our top ten here. Tenth is uh, the, the oh, it's Winnipeg. It's Winnipeg. Yeah, Keith, who you got? Rounding out my top ten is Alexander Holtz for a potential line A replacement. They don't play the exact same style, but if Winnipeg does intend on moving their young sniper in line A, they're going to need someone to fill in his spot on the roster and in the future. That's good. Yeah, Steve. I am going to go with Jake Sanderson. Winnipeg's defense is um, something, so I think they they need to rebuild that a little bit. And at this point, moving players around isn't the biggest issue. Aaron? So I'm going to pull Steve. I'm going to copy and paste exactly what Keith said. I think they take holds here exactly for the same reason that they will trade line and get that defenseman they want or that center that they want and they need some help on the wing. I have no idea who Winnipeg takes. Part of me thinks they'll reach for someone like Caden Gooley or Dawson Mercer for different reasons. But I'll go with Seth Jarvis. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, but he had just such an underwhelming end to the season. So I think they may be a little scared of that, especially for a top 10 pick. So I'll go with Anton Lundell, and that wraps our draft segment. I'm really excited to have at least some of you guys back for next week when the draft actually happens, and then free agency. Next week's going to be a nutty episode. He's talking about me. I'm not going to be back. Oh, okay. I did not know that. You heard it here first. Breaking news. Steve leaves. Well, I mean, it just makes more sense to have the people that actually know the draft on on the draft episode. Don't sell yourself. You know for Everyone loves you. I'm pretty sure our fans write fan fiction about you, Steve. That's yeah, that's weird. Right. Please stop. I, I don't I don't want to be in that. Without further ado, we got the staple of the podcast, or I guess the old staple, because the new staple is Steve's sign-off, but the new staple of the, or the old ones, oh my god, trivia! Yay! And this, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and this week... We are bringing back another game show, not quite as intricate as our Family Feud episode, but still equally as fun. Probably not equally. It is The Carry Price is Right. Yep, we're doing The Price is Right this week on Get Off the Mic. Basically, if you guys don't know how it works, we're going to do a random draw for who goes first, second, and third. You guys will have to try and guess the total value of a player's contract uh, without going over. So... What I'm going to be giving you guys is the player and the year they signed. So, for instance, let's say if I told you John Tavares, uh, 2018, that would be the current contract that he signed. But I could also say John Tavares, 2012, and that would be his previous contract, right? So there's different levels here. I'm not going to tell you guys how long the contracts are. I have a question. Is it total value over the years or per year? So, like Over the years. So if Tavares was like, if you said like Tavares when he signed with the Leafs, what, whatever year that was, Tavares, blah, 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 I would have to say it would be 77 million. Mi- 77. Okay. Yeah. But you know, okay. Sure. Yeah. 77 million would be the correct response there. Gotcha. The two players with the most, I'm going to say correct answers because they're, our, our values fluctuate here. So the two people with the most right answers are going to move on to the showcase round. It'll be a head to head battle. We'll deal with that later. All right. Keith. Pick a number between 1 and 10. Uh, let's go with 6. You're going second. Aaron, pick a number between 1 and 10. 10. You're going third. Steve, you're starting. Oh, <laughs> boy. The method was just hopefully you guys picked in like three different sections between 1 and 10. 
And you guys did. Yay. <laughs> Keith, you did know. Keith, you did great. There is only one thing left. So, the order will be Steve, Keith, Aaron. Steve, you're bidding first. Oh, All right. No. Oh, yeah. I want the total value of the contract that Mike Richards signed in 2007. Oh, man. Steve doesn't remember that far back. I don't. Mike Richards notoriously had a terrible end to his career with LA, but was an integral part of the Philadelphia Philadelphia Flyers in their run to the cup final. Where does he land for you, Uh, value-wise? Sorry, I actually have to be right back. Well, that's one way to get out of a question. (laughs) Can we leave that in? I think we will. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, don't look up the answers while we're waiting, by the way. See, I actually remember this one because of the value. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, don't say anything more because I, yeah. That's funny. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Play the ad clip. We don't have ads. No one wants to listen. All right, Steve, welcome back. I hope that poo went well. <laughs> <laughs> I need you, now that you've had time to look on your phone and cheat, what is Mike Richards' total value contract from 2007? Well, I didn't look on my phone. I know. I, is this the really long contract? Yes. Maybe. Uh, I'm going to say $55 million. $55 million. Uh, For the record, um, if someone does get it correctly on, I end the round there, that person gets it. I say that because, Keith, what's the value? So let me paint you guys a bit of a picture. In oh, 2007, God. I was 13. And not to say that this joke doesn't still entertain me, but this joke started entertaining me then. Because when Mike Richards signed for $69 million, I could not stop laughing. And that is that. Yes, $69 million across 12 years was Mike Richards' contract. All right, Keith, we'll test your wits again. Oh, no. Vincent LeCavalier in 2008. Ooh. Closest without going over. I do not remember this at all. Because I was with Tampa still, right? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with $40 million. I'm not confident in that. $40 million. Aaron, Vincent LeCavalier, 2008. Uh, how long was the contract? I can't tell you. Speak up, though. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, my you, God. Oh, wow, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going... 52 million. All right, Steve, you can either go 52 and $1. That's exactly what <laughs> I was going to do. do uh, 39 99 I'm going to go kind of that $52 million dollars and one. 52.0001. Uh, Steve does pick it up on an 11 year, yeah. $85 million. Oh contract. my God, I remember that now. Yeah. No, you don't. You lied. Aaron. I need you to tell me what the total value of Johan Franzen's 2009 contract was. (laughs) Who remembers the mule? (laughs) Um, It's going to be something ridiculous. What what year was it? 2009. 
Okay, so in that time, they were giving it absurd contracts. I'm going... He wasn't, like... Again, like, four, 40 million? Four... No. 11 million. Okay, so he was... Four, five. He had been five million a year. Let's go 41 million. 41 million for Aaron. Steve... Yeah. I'm going 50 million. Steve's going 50 million. Keith. Aaron, I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to go 41.5 million. I hate you. <laughs> and Steve would be smart to, or Keith would be smart to do so because Aaron, you were so close. 43.5 million. <sighs> Keith gets his second on the board, now Jeez, leading two snake. to one to nothing. But Aaron could get a little bit of good juju here since he's going last. And he may be familiar with this contract. Steve, John Michael Lyles in 2012. <laughs> John Michael Lyles? Who was he even playing with? <laughs> was with the Leafs. That was really? really? Contract. Yep. This is a horrible deal, if I remember correctly. Hey, don't, no John Michael Lyles slander here. Goodness gracious. It's a long deal, I don't think. <laughs> All right, yeah, Steve. Yeah, it might have been. Um, I'm going to say 32 million. 32 million for Steve. Keith? I remember him being the total value, or the annual value of this contract is what people thought the total value was. So I think it's going to be 14 million. 14 million for Keith. Aaron? There's no way that's the, <laughs> that's the annual value of a contract. Oh, man. This is what year again? Or you didn't say anything? Uh, the year is 2012. Okay. It wasn't long term because we traded him. He couldn't have been paid more than four. There's no shot. I'm going, let's say it's like, it's not in between three to 3.75. Let's go 3.65 times four. What's that math? Three it's point, around 14. So I think you're. Yes. 14.2. So oh, you're the worst. That worst does work out. Steve, <laughs> 32. The answer, $15.5 million over four years. How does it feel? Aaron, How does it feel? Not great. Not great. <laughs> Aaron is on the board. Keith, you're kicking us off with a 2009 signing of Nikolai Habibulin. Oh, my boy. Um, that was still with uh, I, I Tampa, was... if I remember co- correctly. Okay. Uh, or did he go to Chicago? I was going to say, I thought he left for Chicago in 2008. I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. That's what I'm thinking, too. I'm going to go something lower, because he would have been on the, his last legs of his career then. I'm going to go $15 million. All right. The buck stops here. What? Hold on, hey, okay. Four years, $15 million. Aaron, pull a Keith. Scott <laughs> Darling in 2017. Scott Darling? Oh, that was bad. That was like a high forest contract um oh god signed with the carolina hurricanes yeah after making two starts in the playoffs the year before for chicago it was in the fours i remember that i just forget how many years what year was this in 2017 so he still (laughs) i'm gonna go 22 million 22 million from aaron the buck will not stop here steve i'm gonna go 12 million Steve, going with $12 million. Keith? Uh, I'm only going to undercut Aaron by a little bit this time. I'm going to go eighteen five. You're just 18. snaking me, eh? And Keith, with that moves, also goes over. Steve, oh, you picked up one. Your $12 million was close without going over on his 
million dollar contract across oh, four man. years. Damn. Well done. Steve, kick us off with William Carlson in 2019. Oh. He did. I think. But how much money, Keith? That's what I want. A lot more than I have. <laughs> That's true. Can I do math? Yeah, I don't you, know. you can pull can out you? a calculator if you want. You just can't, I, I might have to do up. that. I was just actually questioning if I knew how to do math. I don't know. Can you do math? I don't need this from you, Aaron. Uh, I'm going to say 48.5. 48.5 million for Steve. Keith. I'm going to go uh, 44. Keith goes 44. Aaron. I'm not confident, but I'm going in between them. So you were, let's go 43.5. That's after Keith. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, well, I'm going in between them. We're 44-5. Oh, you suck. 44-5. I feel bad. I feel like I should have just let that suck. <laughs> I, I think but we should have. <laughs> Steve? Soundbite. You were off by under a million dollars. Was it just 48? over. 47.2. Aaron uh, ties it up for second place right now. The scores are six Keith, million a year. Keith with three. Steve and Aaron both with two. Steve will go last year, though. Keith, Shea Weber in 2011. <laughs> oh my god, this is a monster deal. Oh, holy crap. Um, That was with, that was the offer sheet, wasn't it? Can yep. you tell me that? I, I, got, I can only tell you the player in the year. <sighs> I feel like this is one of those, like, okay, we need to put a term limit, because it was like 15 or years or something absurd. So I'm going to shoot for the moon and go $105 million. $105 million from Keith. Aaron? I know this one. This is the only contract I remember like signing-wise. $110 million. $110 million. Steve? Oh. Um, hmm. 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 I'm $110 the uh, Philadelphia Flyers gave an offer sheet to Shea Weber in 2012. In 2011, Shea Weber signed a one-year $7.5 million oh, no. contract. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, bamboozled. <laughs> Got him! Did we all lose? You, no one gets the point there. Oh my god. I should have just gone with $1. <laughs> should have just gone with $1. That's, uh, that's a puffy, guys. Sorry I had to trick you like that. All right. Uh, that was Keith who started. So, Aaron, Pavel Datsuk in 2013. Oh, God, why are you sticking me with all the Detroit ones? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's... Oh, you got Franz and his... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I mean, you did have Darling. That wasn't fun. Uh, all right, Pavel Datsuk. What year? 2013. 2013. So, it's hard. 2013. He would have been paid a stupid amount. I don't know. Let's go... He would have been in the six to sevens. So, uh, so let's go average seven because I don't know. I don't know how many years he would have been older. Let's go like twenty-one million. Twenty-one million for Aaron. Steve. Thirteen million. Thirteen million for Steve. Keith. What am I? Oh, hmm. Sorry, Aaron. Twenty-one five. I hate you so much, Keith. If you get this, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All right, goodbye, Aaron. Twenty-two point five million. Keith pulls a little further ahead. I'm done. I'm All so right. Sorry. I am so sorry. I'm not. Keith, 
I'm going to ask you to sit this one out. All righty. Keith has qualified as the number one contestant. Steve and Aaron, you guys are going head to head. Just so that like the order doesn't matter, you can go over. I want closest to the pin for this tiebreaker. Lubomir Vishnovsky. <laughs> In 2007. Signing with the LA Kings, I will give you that he's signed for five years. What? What was the average value? It's closest to the pin. So technically, Steve, you do start, but there you're not going to be undercut or overcut too bad. Like there isn't going to be anything like that. It's a head-to-head. Where do you think? Five years, 2007. Lubomir Vishnovsky. Eight million. Eight million. Aaron. No, it was. If you're if you're giving me this contract, I know it's stupid. I mean, uh, I did give you Shea Weber's one year, seven point five. Yeah, but you don't give me a Lubomir Vishnovsky contract and laugh at it. No. It's something stupid. It's 32 million. I'm going off the roll here. Steve, I hope you enjoyed your time here at the Carry Price is Right. Stop. Because the answer was 38. What the hell? Who is this person? <laughs> you don't know Lubomir Vishnowski? Goodness gracious. You don't even uh, spell that. Uh, Lubomir We don't have time for this. All right, Keith and Aaron, congratulations. You've made it to the showcase round. Steve, feel free to talk trash to them throughout the, this whole thing, okay? Keith the cheater. So, guys, how is it going to work? Can I undercut Wait. him still? Yes, yes, yes. Go for uh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Because this is the showcase. So, how is this going to work, guys? ever played, like, two full seasons in the NHL. Like, three full seasons in the NHL. Vishnovsky? He played from 2000? Sound that. Paul, sound like that. <laughs> <Did you laughs> that? <laughs> I no, it was like, like 50, 15, 57, 16, 68. All right. Steve, I'm sorry you don't know Lubomir Vishnovsky, but we got to get on with the showcase. All right. So how this is going to work. For the first showcase, I'm going to tell you the player, the year they signed, and how many years they signed for. Within the showcase, there are going to be five of these players. You, Keith, will have the option to either take your bid on this showcase, where you again, 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 like, sorry, again, are going to try and guess the total value of all five contracts put together. Oh, God. Without going over. I'm not going to pass. Or you can pass. Aaron would then have to take his bid on this, and you would have to take your bid on the second showcase. So, without further ado, Keith, would you like to bid or pass on these five players? Chris Drury, 2007 for five years. Rick Nash, 2009 for eight years. Brandon Tanev, 2019 for six years. Jean Gabriel Peugeot, 2020 for six years. And Christian Erhoff, 2011 for 10 years. Would you like to pass on this showcase or bid? Aaron, it is all yours, buddy. Aaron, I'm going to need a total value bid for the contracts so, of Chris Drury, uh, Rick Nash, Brandon Tanev, Peugeot, and Erhoff. I'm writing these names down. One second. Yeah, sorry. Brand. Chris Drury, Rick Nash, Brandon Tanev, Pajot, and Christian Erhoff. Pajot, okay. Oh, God. Steve, would you like to talk to Rash here? I would not. Oh. That is the correct answer. All right, Keith, would you like to talk to Rash here? I would, but I might embarrass myself on my guess, so I will not either. Oh, my God, you guys are no fun. I want you guys to pull each other apart. Like, 
I only remember vaguely three of these players. <laughs> I don't know. So it's a total crap shoot. <laughs> I, right, Aaron, do you... I will submit my answer. Which is? I'm going off rounded numbers, but $285 million. $285 million for Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for your bid, and congratulations for finishing the Carey Price is Right show. Keith? All right. This is the showcase you will be bidding on. I don't know if you made the right call. Oh, no. Alexi Yashin, 2001, 10 years. <laughs> Rick, Rick DiPietro, 2001, 15 years. Sean Monahan, 2016, 7 years. Anthony Mantha, 2018, 2 years. And Michael Matheson, 2017, 8 years. What? How long was the Mantha contract? 2. All right, and the last one I... Mike Matheson, the guy who just got traded to Pittsburgh. Right. For eight years, he signed it in 2017. What? Oh, my God. I did not make the right choice. Um, I, the Yashin deal and the Di Pietro deal are familiar, but I'm blanking on total value for those. Um, hmm. Mantha yeah, was that sucks, doesn't it? Di Pietro, Mantha, Matheson. Let me um, go um, with... Um. $315 million. $315? yeah. $315 million. Steve, are you here? I am. Do you want to take a random guess on both, just for fun? Um, can I, like, undercut by, like, one? No. Sure. 314.9. Okay. And? Uh, I forget what Aaron bid. 285. 285. You undercutting doesn't make as much sense as overcutting, right? I'm going to overcut, never mind, 315.1 and 385.1. Thank you. The winner of the Carry Price is Right is Steve. Will be revealed in mere moments. Aaron, on your showcase with Chris Drury, Rick Nash, Brandon Tanev, J.G. Pajot, and Christian Erhoff, you bid $285 million. Chris Drury. 35.25 million. Rick Nash, 62.4. Brandon Tanev, 21. Pajot, 30. Christian Erhoff, 40 for a total of 188,650,000. Oh, no, I was probably way off too, wasn't yes! I? Yes! What? You were well over. I know. Oh, okay. You were over by almost $100 million. <laughs> I was trying to value my old hockey. Keith. You bet $315 million on your showcase. I panicked. Alexi Yashin's $63.998 million. Rick DiPietro's $67.5 million. Sean Monahan's $44.6 million. Anthony Mantha's $6.6. And Michael Matheson's $39 million. Oh, so it was like two low twos? $221,723,000. The winner is me! Because no one won! Yep. yep. So since you both went over, apparently the rules of prices right is you everyone loses, which oh. kind of is depressing. I should have bid one dollar. That that's why I threw times. to you because if you had bid like under, I would have just given you the win. Screw it. I mean, I make the rules, but you didn't, Steve. You also managed. You lost three different times. So yeah. congratulations. But that is our show for today. I hope you all enjoyed. Do you guys have anything more to say here, guys? Steve. I do actually. Um, wear your mask, wash your hands, wash Keith han Keith's hands, and happy Spooktober. Oh God, cut that last part out, Paul. All right, thank you so much for coming. Keith also says bye. Uh, 
listen for us early in the week and check us out at getofftheice.com. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Be sure to check us out at getofftheice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getofftheice.com.